Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. And good afternoon to you. Thanks for coming along for a snowy Tuesday show. Lots of snow overnight, surprising, and much more on the way. Kath, good to see you. How are things in the homestead? Haven't shoveled any snow. You that's haven't. just how well my ma- I've married. Well, that's that not your my job. My husband just handles that. Right. Yeah. Isn't that wonderful? Aren't it's I good. lucky? Yeah. Gosh. I mean, my wife doesn't shovel as well. I mean, Is that right? No, it's not her job. Okay. Everyone has their assigned tasks. Isn't you that funny like- though? You know, one assigned them. They just <laughs> no. evolved. I would feel bad if all of a sudden my wife was out there shoveling snow. I feel like, you know, less than. Would right? you? Yeah. Okay. Mike, you can have your wife out there shoveling snow? Yeah. she yeah. Actually, I, um, she loves to shovel snow, but I don't let her. That's good. I don't let yeah. her. Especially at this time. It's just not. I oh, mean, come on. That's like right every now. lazy man's refrain. My <laughs> wife loves to shovel the snow. Yeah, listen. No, she <laughs> really likes it. Listen. Hey, get out there. Listen, if. Mike's pregnant wife is outside oh shoveling. My. There's something serious something yeah. wrong. With Mike, me. Bet- yeah. Mike better be yeah. in traction somewhere. Heck yeah, man. She's carrying baby <laughs> Tina. You got to be careful uh, of that. Exactly. <laughs> what the hooterly. Yeah. Good. All right. Uh, let's get underway with uh, today's uh, show. There's a lot going on out there. Kath, as we always do, give us, please, the top four at four. All right, people. For Tuesday, February 9th, 2021, number one. In a news conference today in Wuhan, central China, the heads of the Chinese and World Health Organization delegation said they were unable to conclude whether the virus, and the virus I'm talking about is the coronavirus, COVID-19, had passed directly from animal to human or through an intermediary host. The Washington Post reports that the virus was, quote, extremely unlikely to have spread as the result of a lab accident, dispelling conspiracy theories about how the virus could have started. Number two, it was so much fun the first time. Let's do it again. The Senate has opened its second impeachment trial of former President Donald Trump, beginning this afternoon with a debate on the constitutionality of hearing a case against a president who's no longer president. According to the Wall Street Journal, the debate will conclude with a vote and the Senate is expected to move forward with the trial. The Democratic impeachment managers allege that Mr. Trump encouraged the mob that stormed the Capitol on January 6th, saying Mr. Trump, quote, has no valid excuse or defense for his actions. Now, Mr. Trump's lawyers said that he did not incite the crowd and that the rioters who breached the Capitol, quote, did so of their own accord and for their own reasons. Both sides will each get up to 16 hours over several days to make their cases, which sounds like a lot. At least 17 Republicans would have to vote with all Democrats in the Senate to reach the two-thirds threshold necessary for a guilty verdict. And number three, not everybody watched the Super Bowl. Only about 96.4 million people, but that was the smallest audience for a Super Bowl since 2007. Mm, Really? A lopsided win for the Buccaneers, and of course the pandemic that prevented many from attending big viewing parties in homes and bars led to a 5.5% decrease from the 102 million that watched it last year. The last time the Super Bowl had such a small number of viewers was the 07 contest between the Colts and the Bears, which averaged about 93 million viewers. And I remember that very well. It poured for like the whole game. It was like a terrible Super Bowl to watch. Anyway, number four. 
Fort Cherry's own Marty Schottenheimer, who won 200 regular season games with four NFL teams, has died. He was 77. The AP says that Schottenheimer, a Fort Cherry and Pitt graduate, died last night in Charlotte, his family said, through former Kansas City Chiefs publicist Bob Moore. He was diagnosed with Alzheimer's in 2014. Schottenheimer was the eighth winningest coach in NFL history. He went 200, 126, and won in 21 seasons with the Cleveland Browns, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Washington and San Diego Chargers. And that is your top four at four. Nice. Hail Pitt. Hail Marty to Pitt. Hey, I got a bonus for you. What's that? Uh, it looks like uh, Ron Hextall is the new GM for the Pens. Oh, Ron Hextall. Yeah. Now that's got some Pens lineage, does it not? Yes, it does because of his mm-hmm. dad. Yeah. Um, former goalie. He's 56 <clears throat> years old. Um, served as an advisor with the LA Kings, but most recently he was with the hated flyers. Mm. He was with the hated flyers. He was GM from 2014 to 2018. Apparently he did a terrific job with the farm system there and then uh, was let go from the flyers organization for reasons that they weren't particularly specific about, but, um, he's signing on with the pens. All right. Good. All right. Congratulations. Ron mm-hmm. Hextall. Maybe as a former goalie, he can breathe some life into our goalie situation. Well, we need it's DOA. <laughs> what the heck is going on? I heard people talking about bringing flurry here over the weekend. What you wish. I did. I heard that. Mike, you what? heard that too, right? What really? That's I actually in the didn't. Now? I actually didn't hear that. Um, what I did hear Our though. Cast starting a rumor here. Yeah. What's going on? I would, here? Oh I'm my gosh, that'd be I heard it on Word FM. Yeah, Mark, <laughs> heard it on Word FM. Mark Andre Flores coming back. What? Really? That'd be a beautiful thing. They were talking about Jesus instead. They're talking about goalies. Isn't being a goalie? I mean, it's just. It'd be it's horrible. A, it's a funny lifestyle. You can be so hot and so great, <laughs> and then you you know blink your eyes, and the next time you're at the complete bottom of the pe- of the heap. It's just something else. Yeah, it's not good. But uh, yeah, the Pens goalie situation. Uh, what are they playing? They've been sort of uh, not playing, right? Well, there were, all I know is that I know that tonight the Flyers and the Caps were supposed to play, and just this morning they had to delay that because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really know what's what's up for the Pens tonight. We play uh, the New York Islanders at seven p.m. Oh, oh is that here or there? There. There. Very okay. good. All right, good. Something to look forward to, right? Yeah, well, I, I mean, wore my something. sweatshirt yesterday, so it's yeah. officially hockey season. Yeah, that's good. right. All right. I'm happy to have it. I mean, as the snow falls and we're in the bleak midwinter, this is rough. It's a rough Isn't time. it? Isn't it? Man, oh, man, oh, man. Holy Did God. you watch any of the proceedings today? I mean, I, I've said I've said to my family the last, I don't know, six months, this is historic. i said it so many times that they're like tired of me saying this is right. historic. Right. Uh, right. I didn't watch one iota of it. Neither did I. Good. Yeah. You know why? Because again, I, it's like I said before, we had so much fun with it the first time. We want to see it happen twice. Right. Yeah. This is historic. All right. Uh, let's take a quick break. We're going to talk about uh, cancel culture from focus on the family the, with a story that has Pennsylvania roots and involves social media. Well, that's next. Stick around. It's the ride home with John and Kathy. We are Pittsburgh's Christian Talk, Word FM. WORD. Turning Point with David Jeremiah. The more I understand about the greatness and majesty of Almighty God, the less likely I'm going to be to get enamored with who I am. The closer I get to God, the more I realize how far away I still am. Join Dr. David Jeremiah for his series, Making Sense of It All, next time on Turning Point. 
This evening at 7.30 on 101.5 WORD. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. In 1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park, Grove, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1335. Rack animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Don't let pests haunt your home this winter. Get the help you need at BoozBugStoppers.com. When bats and rodents move in, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team are ready to serve them an eviction notice. Get a free quote on your pest problem today with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to safely treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Word FM and Trinity Jewelers celebrate wedding stories now through February 12th. We want to hear yours. Click the Wedding Stories banner at wordfm.com to share a funny, moving, or inspirational story of your own for a chance at great prizes. You could win dinner on us or one of our grand prizes, including a diamond necklace valued over $1,000, a $350 overnight stay at Buell Mansion, or a $250 photo storage and media conversion package. Sponsored in part by Weddings of Pittsburgh and Bistro to Go. Enter at wordfm.com slash contest. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart. Tune in and on radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Hey, if uh, you're a Christian, here's some advice. You just better zip it. Just keep it quiet because they're coming after you. And I don't think it's any sort of an exaggeration or a hyperbole here. Cancel culture is all around us. Joining us today on the ride home, Zachary Mettler from uh, Staff Writer for the Daily Citizen. Hey, Zach, uh, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, our pleasure. Uh, the story you have here kind of has Pennsylvania roots, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Okay, Zachary, tell us the story. Uh, what happened to Focus on the Family on Twitter? Sure. So on uh, January 19th, I wrote a story about Dr. Rachel Levine, uh, who President Biden has nominated to serve as Assistant uh, Secretary for Health at the Department of Health and Human Services. Um, now, included in the first paragraph of my article, which we then later tweeted out, uh, I reported on the news, which the White House had also you know, touted, and that is that Dr. Levine is a transgender woman. Now, I sought to explain for my readers you know, what exactly that means, because this is a new issue. Uh, many people don't quite understand what that means. And so in my article, I said this, Dr. Levine is a transgender woman. That is a man who believes he is a woman. 
And Twitter emailed us about a week, week and a half later, saying that this had violated their rules against, quote, hateful conduct, saying that we could not promote violence against, threaten, or harass someone on the basis of their gender identity. And so for Twitter, it's now hateful conduct to state that a, you know, a transgender woman who biologically is a male uh, is a male. Um, and so, you know, it seems that Twitter is really at war with biology here. Right. Okay. So that was considered hateful. You were just explaining the situation. There wasn't any profanity or any sort of, you know, bigoted remarks. You were just drilling down. Or it wasn't, or it wasn't even negative, right? No. It was just kind of explaining what is? It, it was the news. And, and it was really just stating biological truth that a, a transgender woman biologically with an XY chromosome uh, is a male. And that's just objectively true. And yet this was, you know, according to Twitter, uh, hateful conduct. Right. So, Zach, is this the first time that Focus on the Family and the Daily Citizen has been flagged by Twitter? Uh, this is the first time that I know that we've been flagged by Twitter, um, but this is not the first time that the Daily Citizen has been censored by a big tech company. Um, last year, I wrote an article on face masks uh, and that was slapped with a, like a warning label by Facebook um, that was fact-checked by a, a so-called independent fact-checker um, that was you know, fact-checking a claim that in the article I never made. Um, and then earlier this year, uh, YouTube took down one of the Daily Citizen's videos. Uh, we went to President Trump's rally in Dalton, Georgia, um, just to carry his remarks live. And YouTube removed our video, um, saying that it had violated our policies against uh, voter fraud. Um, and yet you can go to YouTube and type in, you know, Trump rally Dalton, Georgia, and you can get, you know, dozens of other full-length videos of the rally, uh, except for ours, apparently. Right. Okay. So this is the problem with big tech, right? Is that there is a lot of control and very few hands. And when there's something that you feel is unjust, who do you talk to? I mean, how, how do you, you know, who do you take that up with, with like the huge behemoth? I mean, it's, it's, it, it's really frustrating. And let me tell you, as two people who spend, you know, at least several hours a day on Twitter every single day, John and I can tell you that we have seen the most outrageous comments the most insulting wordplay between people on Twitter that what you're talking about doesn't even register no. on the scale of obnoxious. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can find you know many you know terrible things on Twitter, um, but apparently it's it's to them it's it's too far to biologically um, you know state that a, a transgender woman is a male. And uh, you know, I don't think people like censorship by big tech. I think if you ask most Americans. Uh, they would say that, no, they don't like this, this censorship that, that has crept into our public square within the last year. I um, mean, it always seems to go in one direction, and that's against conservatives and against you know, people with biblical values. Um, but again, the big tech companies have, have made alternatives extremely difficult um, you know, to, to get to. Parler uh, was banned from the Amazon Web Service and basically right. taken offline. Uh, and then you know, it was banned from Apple and Google as well. Well, here's the problem is that conservatives, and I'm just talking, I'm, this is the same way on the liberal side. I'm just talking about conservatives because I'm talking about my own camp. Um, mm -hmm. Conservatives have mismanaged their own social media feeds in multiple ways. And so it's not like we're talking about one group of people that's completely innocent of, you know, posting things that are, are untrue, posting things that are incorrect, posting things that are vitriolic. I mean, that happens on every single side. My question is why focus is getting flagged. is getting flagged when we see this all over the place 
Yeah, and you know, after they they sent us that email, we reached out to them and appealed it, saying, you know, we we didn't violate your rules here as a Christian organization. We treat everyone with respect. Um, we try to love everyone, uh, and, and so you know, reconsider basically. And, and they got back to us within you know 24 to 36 hours, saying that no, a violation did take place. Uh, and so now we can either delete the tweet to regain access really? to our account, or we can you know keep it up um, and then remain locked out of our account, you know, forever basically. Well, that's just it. That's just so silly. Then, internally, I mean, then in focus, Zach, what's what's been the directive? Um, are you going to delete the tweet? Has that already happened? We have not deleted the tweet, but if you go to uh, January 19th when when we tweeted out that you know that tweet, um, you can't find it because Twitter has actually already taken it down. And so not, it's not enough um, just for them to remove it. Basically, they're forcing us to go back in and, and admit that they were right and, and forcing us to take it down. Um, but we don't want to do that because that would just be you know acceding to these demands from Twitter. And so we're not going to delete it, um, and that you know keeps us permanently locked out of our account, which dampens our reach dampens our voice, um, and there's consequences to it. Wow. Okay, so that's quite a stand. So then you've chosen to essentially be censured. I mean, you know, the opportunity to be out there if you follow along these crazy directives, but you've Mm -hmm. decided to stand your ground and you're going to lose as a consequence in some ways, right? You know, you're, you've been muted. And so people who have been working and listening and reading with the daily citizen, now they have no access to that, on, at least on that thread of social media. Right, yeah. Thankfully, there are um, still other platforms that we're on. So we're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. Um, you can go to our website, thedailycitizen.org, and that, uh, you, know, you can read every article that we put there. We're on Parler, actually. Once that gets back up and running, people can see us on Parler. Um, but, yeah, you're right. For on, on Twitter, we're, we're not posting anything, and that does dampen our reach, and it, and it hurts, our, hurts our, um, you know, our, our viewership. You know, we we all look so silly when we ex- when we respond in such extreme ways. I mean, this makes Twitter look just absolutely ridiculous. And what about all of the you know accusation that flew from left to right about science denying? I mean, come on. Like, if we're going to talk about science denying, you have to accept that criticism on your side as well as you you would you know project that onto the other side. Right. Yeah. And this is again, this is you know Twitter at war with biology. For for Twitter, biology is now deemed bigotry, basically. You know, we were banned just for stating that Dr. Levine was a biological male. Um, And so after our appeal, after they said that they're not going to reinstate us, we reached out again and said, we understand um, that we're not going to be reinstated, but please explain to us um, what language we would would be able to use, what language is acceptable to you. Um, And we never heard back. It's been at least a week, um, and they're not willing to tell us, apparently, um, what we could say going forward. See, now that's interesting, right? Because it would appear that for, you know, in cancel culture, the one that we're involved in right now, it's easier to decide, it's easier to flag something when you see it. And it's harder to give people a directive on how they should speak, right? Because I, I, I think that's, that's impossible to determine. Right. Yeah. And so we reached out saying, hey, please just give us some direct direction here. So going forward, we can we can try to you know potentially you know look at what you want us to say, and we can maybe frame our tweets in a different way. Um, but we've never heard back from them. <laughs> I mean, the interesting thing is, uh, Zach. I mean, to frame the tweet, you're just telling the truth. That's all it is. I mean, it's a simple you know it's A plus B there. I mean, the, there's no wiggle room that you know Dr. Levine was this and now is this, and there's no refuting that. So 
how can that be hateful? Well, because it's seen as it's seen as an insult. That's the problem, right? Is but that that's exactly what? But that's exactly what happened. This person right, was this right. Way. I know. I, right. Of course we all. Of course we all know that. But Zachary, what they're getting at is the fact that by you bringing that up, that's insulting or demeaning to her. Um, yeah, that's that's what we believe. And again, we reached out saying, you know, what exactly? What part of this tweet uh, was wrong? Was it saying uh, that um, he's a man, or was it saying that he believes he's a woman, or or was it just saying he? What part of this was exactly wrong? Right. And and again, they haven't gone back to us. Right. Well, yeah, if Twitter has any self-respect or really cares about this issue, then, of course, they would want to get back to you and explain where they believe you went wrong. And if they don't respond, then I believe they're just interested, as you said, in cancel culture and not as not establishing some parents for how we speak to one another. Now, at the same time, Zach, so what does that look like? So as you uh, at the Daily Citizen and, of course, at Focus on all your different platforms, how do you internally speak to each other to ensure that you continue to have some voice on social media where you're reaching thousands, if not millions of people daily. Yeah. So, I mean, at Focus on Family, we, we believe in the biological reality of male and female. That's what it says in Genesis, that God created man and yes. woman. Uh, and so going forward, that's, that's, I mean, we're just going to continue to speak the truth. And I think this gets to a larger issue of what Christians need to do going forward uh, in our culture that seems so hostile to us, and that's to speak the truth in love. And I think you need both ingredients, mm-hmm. and, and th- those are both essential to carrying out our Christian witness in this hostile culture. Um, because if we're not speaking in a loving way, if we're speaking in a way that's, you know, actually hateful, that, that people are, um, you know, just not going to respond to, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't help anything. Um, but again, if you're not speaking truth, and that's not carrying out the, the commands that really Christ has, has called us to do. Um, Christ says, you know, if the world hates you, remember that it hated me first. Uh, and so we shouldn't be surprised necessarily when the culture that's um, so antithetical to so many Christian values is, is angry at us. Um, but again, Christians need to speak the truth uh, in love. Good. Okay, so Zach, take a second. So now that, you know, you're void on Twitter, people are listening, you know, for the first time. Of course, you're you know talking to people who regularly listen to Focus on the Family here on the Word FM Airways. If they want to follow along with you and find out more about, you know, your production and your news sources and all that, where can they go? I would encourage people to go to our website, that's thedailycitizen.org, and you can find every single article that we've ever written uh, right there. Um, and you can also uh, see an article that I and some of my colleagues wrote on a nationwide effort that's now being led by the Family Policy Alliance, um, which is a ally of Focus on the Family. And they started a, a tweet campaign with the hashtag #AreWeNext, asking people, you know, if you're going to ban Focus on the Family for just stating biological truth, are we next? And this has been shared by at least five sure. members of the House of Representatives. So I'd encourage people to go to thedailycitizen.org. Yeah. Yeah, that's a valid question. Zachary Mettler's been with us, staff writer for The Daily Citizen. Zachary, thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you, John. Kathy, appreciate it. Yeah, it's our great pleasure. Isn't that crazy? I mean, what the heck? What a world. I, 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 I do believe that he and the management focus on the family, like I said, are asking the right things. Yeah, and doing so with love. Right? And with, yeah, with respect. Appreciate that. Football is a game, but love isn't. So don't forget to pick up a heart-shaped box of Russell Stover chocolates this Valentine's Day and prove to her that football was just a fleeting fantasy. And she is your number one. Make happy this Valentine's Day with Russell Stover. If you owe $27 trillion and you didn't have the money to pay it off, what would you need to do? Well, you need to make a lot more money, right? 
Well, now America's debt is more than $27 trillion, and right now taxes are at historically low levels. It doesn't take a genius to realize taxes will probably go up. Now think about your retirement accounts. Do you want to pay taxes on some of that money now when rates are lower or later when rates are much higher? Now, whether you should pay taxes now or in retirement depends on a lot of things. That's why Kirk Kenotic and Accurate Solutions Group has a free guide called You and Your Taxes to help you determine what's best for you. To get your copy of You and Your Taxes, call or text TAX to 412-515-3555. That's TAX to 412-515-3555. When taxes go up, will you be ready? Get this free guide from Kirk Kenotic and Accurate Solutions Group now. Call or text TAX to 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Our firm may not give tax advice. By now, you've heard me talk about MyPillow and how it literally changed my life. Hey, this is John Hall. MyPillow does not go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape and they're made in the USA. And for a limited time, Mike Lindell is offering his premium MyPillows for his lowest prices ever. You can get a standard queen premium my pillow for just twenty nine ninety eight. Originally sixty nine ninety eight. That's a forty dollars savings, and kings are only five dollars more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, twenty nine ninety eight for a standard queen, but Mike is extending his sixty day money back guarantee to March first, twenty twenty one. Go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code word. Or you can call 1-800-391-0954. You'll find all the MyPillow products at MyPillow.com. But by calling right now at 1-800-391-0954, promo code WORD, you'll get yours soon. Don't let pests scare away your business. Get the help you need at BoozeBugStoppers.com. When cold drives pests and rodents inside, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team has your business covered. Get a free quote on your pest control and sanitation plan for the upcoming year with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORD FM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, tune in, and at radio.com. Tonight will be mostly cloudy and cold. Tonight's low 15. Tomorrow, cloudy, cold with snow at times in the afternoon. Watch for slippery roads. We'll see a high tomorrow of 26. Tomorrow night and Thursday, snow at times. Storm total snowfall 3 to perhaps 6 inches by Thursday evening with slippery travel. The low tomorrow night, 18. Thursday's high, 28. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Do you remember? Now, this is weird. This, is, this goes back a long way. Do you remember the first time you had pizza? No, you'd think that such a momentous experience would stick in the mind, but well, no. Here's, I mean, the weird thing is, you know, pizza is as ubiquitous as it is in culture today. There was a time, you know, late 50s, early 1960s, where pizza was something kind of magical, like brand new. Like, mm. what? I remember okay. my grandma talking about, we're going to go and have a pizza pie. I was like, what the heck is she talking about? In Swissvale. In Swissville, mm-hmm. a place called Rudy's, Rudy Martino. And he was on Washington Street. And it was takeout only. 
I remember as a kid going down there with my friend, I was probably 10 years old. You'd get a piece of pizza and just kind of sit on the window ledge. I thought we were like Kings of the world. Mm -hmm. I mean, but now pizza, of course, and I think, you know, the national chains help this like pizza hut, right? The first time we went to pizza hut, speaking of magical, going to, going to get a pizza. pizza Listen, when I was a kid, I thought, Pizza Hut was so the high standard. It was. It was. Yeah. So today's National Pizza Day, and I remember, you know, again when we, my mom made pizza, we would she would like you know get those instant biscuits, open those things up, yeah, put some like pizza sauce on it or mm-hmm. something, put a piece of cheese on it, put them in the oven. We thought we were having pizza. Right. Sure. It's um, you'd think, well, this is old world. This is pizza, right? This is super authentic. Of course, there's been Chef Boyardee, which I mm-hmm. still love. I like to have a little piece of Chef Boyardee. Uh, Chef Boyardee, everything about it makes me sick. It's just kind of weird. You know, yeah, it's okay. a throwback. It's a nostalgia thing for mm-hmm. me. Sure. Okay, but if you're getting pizza on National Pizza Day, right. I know you've got your favorites out there. I do. Where you you know, I believe strongly. Well, my number one favorite pizza place in all of Pittsburgh is Pizza Italia in Bloomfield. Mm-hmm. Pizza Italia suffered a fire about a year ago, right there on Liberty Avenue in the heart of Bloomfield. And so they've moved kind of around the back end of Bloomfield on Juniper Street until while they're rehabbing uh, their original location. They're rehabbing it and enlarging it. Oh, good. Yeah, so, so they're going to really sit down. Be places to sit. It's going to be a sit-down place. Yeah. Uh, see, that was always the problem. Pizza yep. Italia. It's like Rudy's. You couldn't sit anywhere. Exactly. Well, you're going to go. be able to sit when it's done. So we're very all very excited about it. So that's Excellent. my number one favorite. Mm. Um, I also uh, very much appreciate Sir Pizza, which is uh, in the North Hills. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's a different type of thing. It's a whole. It's a. It's a whole unique take on pizza. Yep, sure, sure. Um, I also uh, like Frank's. I like the buffalo chicken pizza at Frank's. Yeah. Um, but you know, my new favorite for something like out of the box mm-hmm. is Pizzeria Davide on Penn Avenue in the Strip. Really, okay. people. It is so. Very, very delicious. Nice. And there are a lot of different kinds of pizza. There's no place to sit down. It's only a a window. And it is very busy. So you have to kind of be expecting a wait. But it's really, really terrific. Pizza. What's this? Say it again. Pizzeria Davide. Davide. All right. Mm -hmm. You know, we haven't been in the studio for a long time. Uh, When we used to be in the studio, Mike, you and I enjoyed the uh, the Jeff pizza. Did we not? Oh, yes. Absolutely. The the deep dish style pizza with the turbo crust. You you guys went deep dish on that. Oh, yeah. That's some good pizza. It is so good. Now, of course, my go-to always is Minio's. Oh, because it's wonderful. Just how it is, right? But I think every neighborhood has their beloved pizza parlor. I think so. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, how about, are you doing pizza or in a moment of, you know, excitement, would you get yourself a, um, a calzone? Oh, I believe in a calzone. I believe in a calzone. Myself. Do you? What do, oh, what, do you what do you put in a calzone? Uh, it all depends the mood. Okay. I would say, right? I mean, I, I can go over the map. I'll do, you know, pepperoni and green pepper. Oh, delicious. Right? Mm-hmm. Or some sausage and, you know, ricotta. Uh, okay, how about this? How about this? This is my new favorite. So it's mozzarella and ricotta, mm. mushrooms and green olives. Nice. Real, like, there's a nice bite to it. Yeah. You dip that in the sauce. That's Yeah, and do you do a little sauce on the side? Oh, I do a double sauce on the side because I like the dipping so much. Mm, that is so good. But if I'm going to pick between the two, I'll, my first allegiance is to pizza. So calzone is delicious, but it's a secondary option. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, happy national. Well, no, pizza wait. Day. We 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 should have um, taken a moment to mention our old stomping grounds <clears throat> in uh, Parkway Vincent's. Center. 
I mean, we haven't been to Vincent's since COVID-19 hit. Oh, man, yeah. Mike, how many pizzas did we have from Vincent's oh over the years? Oh, gosh. One too many. I like their white pizza. That's my fave. Oh, Don't you like a white pizza? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mike, have you found a good pizza place in your new neighborhood? Uh, Pepperchini's in Oakdale. Pepperchini's. Yes. They're, um, they always they always throw in a side of pepper with your pizza. And if you ever get the, uh, the extra cheese there, uh, just be careful. It is really thick. I mean, really thick. Ooh, I got the calzone there. Um, I do like a calzone, but um, I don't, they're just too greasy for me. I, I'd rather have the pizza. Yeah. Would you? You're you think delicate. a calzone's greasier? <laughs> yeah. You mean on the outside or the inside? It's just too messy. Definitely on the inside. I mean, I take a, I took mm-hmm. a bite out of it, and it was just dripping in grease. It's, it's just too much. Yeah, yeah this, is why we have, this is why we've, nah. we've developed right these utensils pizza, that we use for, for, for eating. Right. It kind of helps nah, us. Nah, you for... got to use your hands with a calzone, Thanks. just like a pizza, right? Don't no, you? No, I'm not, I'm not proud of using a knife and a fork with a calzone. It's okay. Listen, I use a knife and a fork when I eat pizza every yeah, single time. That's fine really? as well. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Every single I mean, I'm mocked yeah. for it, but, you know, mm-hmm. I'm beyond caring. You won't be surprised to know that I, at one point in my life, I was a pizza thrower. I, you know, that does not surprise me. There's an art to that. There's of course, an art. there's an art to it. Yeah, very much Heck yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, so ones. what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to put a post on our Facebook page, The Ride Home with John Favorite Kathy. pizza place? And by the way, let me just say that you can. we're broadcasting on 101.5 Word FM and 96.5 FM as well. Mm-hmm. Also at 7.30 AM WPIT and right now on Facebook Live. What? You can log on to Facebook right the heck now and say hi to us and um, we'll wait back. And um, I'm going to put a post up asking for favorite pizza places in Pittsburgh. And if you're not from Pittsburgh, I want to hear about your favorite pizza places, too, because there could be other listeners in your area. What if you're traveling somewhere, right? What are you saying, Mike? I was just going to say, Quinn, uh, Methany chimed in. She said, my first pizza memory is good old homemade chef Boyardee that was doctored up probably around 1964-ish. Doctored up. Doctored up. Doctored up. 64 was that it got kicked up. Hey, oh wait, speaking of 1964, this is the anniversary of the Beatles' first appearance on Ed Sullivan. Right. February 9th, 1964. Mm-hmm. I remember it. I'm sorry. Do you... <laughs> I do. I remember it. Wow. That's you know. cool. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. All right. Did you like it? I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, was, okay. you know, my sisters were like all excited, but I was like, beer. I had no clue. <laughs> Just what was that? All right. Find us on yeah. Facebook and register. We want to hear your favorite pizza places. I'm putting it in right now. Very good. Tony Turner's next. Stick around. WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. How should we measure our accomplishments? I don't know what you will accomplish in your Christian life, but I can tell you the measurement, not according to your fame, not according to your fortune, but according to your faith, be it unto you. Hear more of Adrian Rogers' series, Back to the Basics, this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. Hi, this is Tanya Ettinger with Events and Weddings of Pittsburgh. I am the Pittsburgh wedding planner and your luxury event concierge. Are you stressing out about planning your next event or wedding currently? Well, you deserve a planned luxury experience. And I believe in supporting my audience. Sign up for my exclusive newsletter, 
where you'll receive contests, giveaways, promotions, also including my secret top shelf event that's exclusive to newsletter members only. Get your luxury event experience, relax and leave the stress behind. How do you reach me? Tanya at WeddingsofPittsburgh.com, 724-968-7135. And my website is WeddingsofPittsburgh.com, 724-968-7135 at WeddingsofPittsburgh.com. Let's make magic. It's totally normal to be constipated with belly pain, straining, and bloating again and again. No way. You could have a chronic condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives to help relieve belly pain and let you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor today. You may be able to save on Linzess and make fewer trips to the pharmacy. See if you're eligible to pay as little as $30 for 90 days. Visit Linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Abbey and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. The changes haven't been easy, but there's help. The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We can design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Parents, let's be honest. Many high school and college-age kids seem to have little direction these days. That might be true for your son or daughter. They spend a lot of time gaming, hanging with friends, but nothing seems to lead them on a path to adulthood. You may want them to go to a four-year university, but eh, their grades just don't warrant it. Their lack of passion and direction makes you wonder if a four-year university would even be a wise investment. Here's a better route to consider. The Full Stack Software Development Program from Steve Wozniak. Available through SalemCareerHub.com. They'll learn real-life work skills that are marketable and in high demand right now. And at SalemCareerHub.com, you can sign up for these courses at 50% off their regular price. Talk it over with your kids and get them out of the basement. They're probably as anxious as you are to move forward and just need a little push. The place to start? SalemCareerHub.com. You can also call 866-711-6275. 866-711-6275 or SalemCareerHub.com. It's long, over a thousand chapters, over 30,000 verses. No wonder so many of us have never read it cover to cover. Want to do it? Want to read the entire Bible? Start today at BibleStudyTools.com. BibleStudyTools.com includes Bible in a Year, an interactive plan for reading, learning, and understanding the Bible. Deepen your faith and impact your walk with God one day at a time. Bible in a Year, just one of the new interactive Bible study tools at BibleStudyTools.com. Pastor Tony Turner is back with us. She's a regular guest on our show. Pastor is a, a writer, a counselor, and uh, we love her. Always uh, give us some good insight and wisdom. Tony, welcome back. How are you today? Thank you. I'm doing well. I don't think I ever told you guys I love the, the jazz that you have. Oh, <laughs> great. 
We aim to please, Tom. Yeah. yeah. All right. So you've been thinking about the blame game, Tony. Tell us about that. I have. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, so this is Black History Month, and I don't count myself as a person that knows everything. So I still read uh, different things, you know. And so one of the latest things that I picked up was a book uh, that's called the, the Warmth of Other Suns. Oh, isn't it good? Oh, my goodness. But it brings up so much. Oh, my gosh. In my mind, mm-hmm. and including, you know, the whole blame game thing, because, you know, now we're in this world of the, can- the culture. But let, let's know, break. Let's, let's break. Why don't you tell people about The Warmth of Other Sons first? The Warmth of Other, Other Sons essentially is about the, uh, it's a description of three people who are migrating from the oppressive, you know, post-slavery um, atmosphere in the south migrating to the north where there's promises of uh better life mm-hmm. uh better work conditions better living conditions just uh more acceptance exactly and so it's about three different people and you know their experiences and um there are so many concepts that come up in this book mm-hmm. i can't believe i'm just reading it i don't you know me too yeah 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 and uh, and the peer pressure was one of the things that, that came up in my mind as I was reading it, because what I saw was, um, okay, let me put it this way. You know how when we talk about slavery or when we talk about the race racial issues that exist today, uh, we have a tendency to always blame it on slavery. But, um, you know, my, my thing is that, the the actual um, ethnic uh, issues came up in heaven with Lucifer, you know, separating himself from God. Mm-hmm. And he just brought the whole separation to earth in so many different ways. And we don't recognize it as that, but we tend to put everything on a flesh and blood level mm-hmm. and, and to try to keep it there. Um, but when you think about it, you know, he separated himself from God in heaven. He comes here. And the first thing he does is tempt man away from God, you know, and um, that's when we see the first battle of the sexes. That's when we see the first Mm -hmm. homicide. That's when we, you know, everything gets turned upside down from there. And, um, you know, God, he was so, God is so just magnificently brilliant. I mean, just, uh, there are no words. Okay. But he created man because he wanted family. And out of the original man has come every tribe, every nation, and every tongue. Well, if we read Revelation at the end of the day, that's who's going to be worshiping God, Mm -hmm. every tribe, every nation. But the enemy of our souls has wanted glory for himself. And so... What he's done is tried to destroy the image of God in whatever way he can. He, uh, you know, all the racial issues, all the oppression, all the, the, uh, you know, the things that hurt us, the things that affect us, you know, emotionally or, or however, those are distractions away from what God really intended for us. And so, uh, you know, one of the ways that he uses is through the words that we speak, you know, to each other. I'm looking at the can the culture, the cancel culture, 
Mm-hmm. And all that is, is just like grown up peer pressure, as far as I'm concerned. You know, uh, I remember my mother warning me about peer pressure when I was maybe about 10 or 11, 12. I didn't even know what a peer was, but, <laughs> but I just knew that I didn't want to be like everybody else, mm-hmm. that I wasn't like everybody else. And I didn't want to be like everyone else. So, you know, what happens is when I am saying to you, Kathy, as a woman, you should be like me. Or if I'm saying to you, John, as a man, you should be like me too. You know, that, that, that may not at all be what God has in mind for us. You know, if you think about it, uh, Psalm 139, 18 says that the thoughts he has about us outnumber the sand. Mm-hmm. And so when I expect something from you that's not in his list, I am not mm. finding you correctly. Interesting. So, you're, so Tony, you're saying that you know, we have to accept the fact, I would have to accept the fact that perhaps God's will for you is not that you become more like me. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, yeah. and, and when I do that, when I put pressure on you to become something that's not on his list, and if I say, well, just because you're not doing what I think you ought to be doing, I'm just ice. What I'm doing is I'm taking glory away from God and I am missing what God has for me through you. And so my thing so is, good. you know, when we are, when we cancel each other, we are canceling more of his plan for us, you know, and, and. I just feel like it's so important for us. You know, some people say, well, why do we keep doing the black history thing? I think that when we do the black history thing, that opens things up for us to see what we've been missing because there have been All of such us. attempts through the years to squelch that, yeah. mm-hmm. to say that black people are worthless, that to say that we don't have any value, that all we do is this, that, and the other thing, according to the stereotypes. When that's not with God, that's not, none of that is on God's list. No. Mm-hmm. The sons of Ham, Shem, and Japheth were all gifted with something. And they were all gifted with what would serve mankind and without any needs. That's the way God, if you think about it, a lot of the, the uh, inventions, the, the agriculture, language, um, uh, sciences, the arts, a lot of that came from the sons of Ham. The sons of Shem were gifted with making money. The sons of uh, Japheth were, uh, they were gifted with putting things in order. Well, if you had three children and you had all those gifts working in your household, what more would you need? But God meant for those to work together. And what we do is we compare and we, you know, we bicker, complain, we point fingers. And what happens is we miss out and all of our gifts are actually perverted. Mm-hmm. You know, and we miss out on what God's intention was for us. And I just, you know, I feel like it's so important for us to see when, when some of us are not free, all of us are not free. We're not, we're not all getting what we're supposed we're to have. We're tied together. Yeah. Yeah. So, but going back to the whole black history thing, um, I'm looking at uh, the fact that, okay, so during the Jim Crow era per se, because some of that's still happening today, uh, black people were designated to, you know, do certain things. For example, 
uh, one of the stories that the woman uh, tells in, in um, uh, The Warmth of Other Sons is about a family that is migrating and they have to sit in the Jim Crow car. Train car. Yeah. And that's where they keep the luggage because mm -hmm. they weren't good enough to sit where the white people would sit. Mm -hmm. Okay. But uh, they also talk about the fact that what they were escaping was lynching. They were constant threats, uh, poor work condition and, and living conditions and all of that. They were trying to get away from that. And, and she talked about the pre peer pressure among the whites to maintain that mentality. Mm -hmm. So, for example, just say you were you, you were a good white person. You were one who would help other people. You were not fitting in the culture. And so what would happen is that you would be canceled. Ostracized. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, and once black people got to, you know, a place of freedom, if they didn't act the way the neighborhood acted. Expected. Yeah, there's always that peer pressure. No one is encouraging each other to good works. And, and in fact, you think about it, uh, if no one ever stepped outside of the box, if no one ever did anything different, where would we be? We would have no new inventions, no new innovations. You know, it's so important that we see ourselves the way God sees us and that we see each other. You know, I want to look for it. I want to find out what's in John, Kathy, and Mike. I want to know. I want to listen to your story because heaven knows I might sometime, at some point, it might be my story too. And I need to know what you did to get out of it. You know, as, as Christians, we have options. We have, we, we can see things from a kingdom perspective instead of just being subject to what's going on uh, in our, in our environment. That's a really good word, Tony. From really a kingdom is. perspective, that's super key. So I really appreciate always you come here with uh, really some good wisdom, Tony, and uh, the warmth of other sons. Uh, fabulous read. I'm I believe it won the Pulitzer Prize. So other people, more, more than Tony and I like it. Yeah. Tony, always a pleasure. Thanks for being right. with us. Good to see you guys. You as well. Right. Tony Turner. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Tony Turner, she's a local pastor. You can find her on Facebook as well, the Gracism Task Force. In 1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Miller Park, Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1335. Rack animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. 
Hi, this is Tanya Edinger with Events and Weddings of Pittsburgh. I am the Pittsburgh wedding planner and your luxury event concierge. Are you stressing out about planning your next event or wedding currently? Well, you deserve a planned luxury experience. And I believe in supporting my audience. Sign up for my exclusive newsletter where you'll receive contests, giveaways, promotions, also including my secret top shelf event that's exclusive to newsletter members only. Get your luxury event experience, relax and leave the stress behind. How do you reach me? Tanya at WeddingsofPittsburgh.com, 724-968-7135. And my website is WeddingsofPittsburgh.com, 724-968-7135 at WeddingsofPittsburgh.com. Let's make magic. Don't let pests haunt your home this winter. Get the help you need at BoozBugStoppers.com. When bats and rodents move in, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team are ready to serve them an eviction notice. Get a free quote on your pest problem today with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to safely treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Boo's Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. The day you've been dreaming of all your life should be one you never forget. Bistro to Go Catering creates unique and dazzling wedding celebrations customized to your individual taste. Journey with Bistro Chef through exquisite sample menus incorporating only the freshest and most delicious ingredients. Your Bistro Wedding Consultant will seamlessly coordinate your vision with your budget to create your signature day. An enchanting celebration you and your guests will remember forever. Your journey begins at bistroandcompany.com. It's a wedding story and we love hearing yours. Our wedding story contest is still going on. Wordfm.com forward slash weddings. One story a day. They're funny. They're odd. They're a little scary sometimes, but always encouraging. Kath, we got a really good one today, did we not? We sure do. I want to thank Bob Stewart for weighing in today. He told us about his wedding on November 8th, 1986, which was also his maternal grandfather's birthday. He said the wedding at the church was great. The reception was planned two blocks away at a fire hall. Uh, he and his wife went for a quick quick ride in a borrowed white Cadillac, arrived at the reception, until everything going fine, until the band picked up and started to play, and great Aunt Dottie dropped to the floor with a heart attack. Holy smokes, Aunt So Dottie. the family members immediately started CPR, John, and yeah. then what happened next? Yeah, well, so uh, they did CPR on her, and uh, goodness gracious, Aunt Dottie, she regained color, she started talking, but she was told to remain on the floor the band softly played music. Paramedics arrived. They delayed the honeymoon to make sure that Aunt Dottie was okay. But the event triggered a series of events in Bob Stewart's life. Turns out uh, that he started taking CPR, that he was training at work. His daughter became an EMT as a result of objective services vocational courses in high school. He had a heart attack, recognized that from the training he had taken, and his daughter pulled over in front of the cop station. All that because Aunt Dottie dropped down on the dance floor on the wedding day in 1986. Bob's doing good. No word on Aunt Dottie, but they're still married. Fabulous. Many thanks to Bob Stewart and the wedding story, CPR, that saved a marriage. Hey, listen, uh, he gets a free $50 gift certificate. Roland's Landing in the Strip. You can also do that as well. Wordfm.com. Wedding stories continue. 
101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at Radio.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The impeachment trial of former President Trump continues at this hour on Capitol Hill. Today's proceedings began with House prosecutors laying out their case against the former president, saying his fiery rhetoric led directly to the Capitol riot on January the 6th. After a short break, Trump attorney Bruce Kester began his defense talking about the critical role of free speech in American democracy. Five people, reportedly patients, have been shot at a Minnesota health clinic. A suspect was taken into custody. There's still no further information on the attack on the five people, their condition. The shooting happened at the Alina Clinic in Buffalo. That's about 40 miles northwest of Minneapolis. Stocks ending mix. The Dow lost 10 points. The Nasdaq gained 20 today. The S&P was down four. This is SRN News. It's cold. February. Snow, darkness, and a pandemic. I don't know about you, but I've got friends who are very optimistic because months ago they had their seed catalog show. And now they've ordered seeds waiting daily for the postman to deliver a package so they could take those tiny seeds and plant them in the black dirt waiting for the green sprout to shoot upwards with the arrival of spring. Spring is also the time... People are buying houses. And so maybe that's you anticipating to sprout forward with new growth in the spring. For your mortgage, talk to United Faith Mortgage. Faith and family at their core. The small family team allows them to give personal one-on-one service. The direct lender advantage is the big thing. United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Some home repairs simply can't wait for spring, especially a leaky roof or drafty old windows. You can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, windows, gutters and downspouts, siding, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Don't put it off. Right now, Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Get new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office. Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, or composite. To show their appreciation to word listeners, you'll also get 10% off your total project when you mention this station. Get 12 months no interest, no processing fee, and 10% off, backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. I love you, a bushel and a peck, a bushel and a peck, and a hug around the neck. Hi there, it's me, Marsha, at the Spring House. Don't you just love an old-fashioned love song like that? We sure do love old-fashioned at the Spring House, too. Old-fashioned values, well-loved antiques, and old-time family recipes. So that's exactly what we'll be cooking for you and your sweetheart on the upcoming Valentine's Day Sweetheart Dinner. Grilled marinated flank steak, celebration chicken romano, pearls cheesy potatoes, buttered steamed green beans, reunion salad, your choice of a from scratch dessert, 
Bev's Brown Rolls, and Pink Lemonade. How's that sound for old-fashioned goodness? We'll light the candles and serve you on China as you enjoy live music by beloved local musician Bob Podish. Call 724-228-3339 to reserve your seat or go to springhousemarket.com for details. Tonight will be mostly cloudy and cold. Tonight's low 15. Tomorrow, cloudy, cold with snow at times in the afternoon. Watch for slippery roads. We'll see a high tomorrow of 26. Tomorrow night and Thursday, snow at times. Storm total snow fall 3 to perhaps 6 inches by Thursday evening with slippery travel. The low tomorrow night, 18. Thursday's high, 28. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. We didn't have a lot of snow last winter, but we're making no, up for it this winter. we sure are. Yeah, holy smoke. Six more inches, they're saying? Yeah, and when, Wednesday into Thursday. <laughs> Bring it. What the heck? I mean, what are you going to do, right? Honestly, listen, I, my, I have family that live in North Jersey. Yeah. And I told oh. you, you know, that storm they got dumped on, they got 36 inches last week. 36 inches. So, you know, I, I, I'm not allowed to complain because yeah. they get all like, you know, persnickety about it. Like oh, okay, all of a right. sudden I'm a big whiner. Yeah. Well, you know, still, which we're I kind like, of you know, am. Death by a thousand cuts, three inches here, four yeah. inches there, six inches there. When's the last time you went sled riding? I hate sled riding. What? You hate I, sled riding? I hated sled I riding. sled riding. Listen, I, I hated so sled riding. I didn't like sled riding when I was a kid, and what? I for sure don't like it. No, I oh, never man. liked it. Really? It's too cold. Oh, Kath, come on. Now, listen, it's too cold. Injuries happen. I mean, it's just, it's too much. When we were kids, we used to go sled to riding on Licorice Alley. Is that a great wow. name? That Licorice Alley. Uh, and I'm one of those kids who was driving down, sliding down the, I got stuck under a car one time. Thank goodness the car was parked, but my okay, whole body I was going to say, this is car. not a happy story. My brother pulled, trying to pull me out with, from my legs, trying to pull me out. And my coat got stuck, you know, somewhere like on the muffler or whatever, banking me. Well, boom, boom, boom. It's a hard lesson. I still See, like that's what I'm telling you. It's not safe. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Hey, National Pizza Day, along with the snow as well. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, find us on Facebook, The Ride Home with John and Kathy, um, and weigh in. There are, I can't believe this. I put a post up saying, hey, listen, we want to see, we want to hear about all of your favorite pizza places for National Pizza Day. I think only two people have weighed in. Now, I'm very grateful for those two people. But, you know, the rest of you, where are you? I need to know about other pizza places. In fact, based on one of your recommendations from last year, I went to Fiori's to sample a few months oh, ago and Fiori's on West Liberty it, Avenue and enjoyed it very much. Fiori's that's a good, that's a enjoyed good pizza. It very much. Okay. Mike, who's weighed street. in so far and what have they recommended? Uh, Quinn mm-hmm. Matheny. Uh, she mm-hmm. is recommended Nietzsche, Nico Luciano's in Elwood city. Ooh, okay. That's currently her favorite. Uh, the red right. or okay. white pizza. They're all good. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, um, let me see here. Another one chimed in. Uh, Augustine's pizza in Newcastle. You can actually Mike. buy that at giant Eagle. In, Mike, do you know about this place? Wait, no way, no way. I do they, know about this place. This is really good. Okay. What do you mean you can buy it at Giant Eagle? Is it like a frozen pizza? It's thing? a frozen pizza, yeah. It, you can you can well, uh, no cook good. it between like five to eight minutes, depending on how hard or soft you want the crust. The uh, The sauce is really, really good. Um, you can actually, uh, I believe PNC Park um, actually has a, an Augustine's restaurant 
Yeah, I think you're right about that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's pretty good. I get a boy named August and I call him Augustine sometimes. We see the pizza and go, look, there you are. (laughs) Anyway, favorite pizzas. Another one in Greensburg, Elaine uh, Patterson has chimed in. She Mm -hmm. said, uh, if you're within 50 miles of Greensburg, it's got to be Julio's. Julio's. Or Julio's. I'm not. I'm not sure. If, I don't think I'm pronouncing this, but it's right. This right, but it's spelled J I O I O S. Apparently, they have the sweetest crust in the area. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. Julio's, huh? Or Heolia. I can't yeah. quite figure out how to pronounce that either, Mike. Yeah. Which I remember. There's a place There's a lot up of in, vowels. Yeah. A place up in uh, <laughs> up by St. Vincent's, the St. Vincent's College. Latrim. Yeah, and uh, I did a summer th- uh, theater there years ago, and there's a pizza place up there. Super thin crusts. Mm. As soon as you walk in, they sit down. They put a liter of coke on your bar. Uh, <gasps> oh yeah, I love that. And there's no, even though, you just there you go, boom. Why doesn't that happen Heck wherever yeah. you go? Yeah, I just feel nice. like that should be the international like sign of welcome. Yeah. Okay. So, would you prefer deep dish, Chicago style, or a regular or a thin crust? Thank you for asking. Mm-hmm. I always, first of all, I'd greatly receive any of those. Yeah. Okay. But my number one favorite by far is the super thin crust. Mine too. We oh, could yeah. go out to eat together. I would love to. Uh, yeah. A thin crust pizza. There's something. I think there's a little, I don't know. Well, maybe it's just me. There's a little more skill involved in the thin crust. Oh, I'd okay. Say. You have to try a little harder. Well, just because it's a more, little more delicate, don't you mm, think? Mm-hmm. I mean, the Mike, deep dish is a little more forgiving, I would What's think. your preference, Mike? Uh, I like the deep dish, thick crust. Yeah. Give me that. And, uh, that maybe Jeff Pizza is hard to beat. Yes, it is. It is. Mm-hmm. A Carol Heimerick uh, just, just chimed in on our Facebook uh, live stream. Okay. You can find it at 101.5 yeah. Word FM Pittsburgh or the ride home with John and Kathy. She said, I recommend Mario's Pizza in North for sales. She says really? they get the white pizza with spinach, spinach and diced tomatoes, thin mm. crust. Mm. Crust Mario's and North for sales. Yeah. Okay. Has anyone brought up Vincent's on Ardmore Boulevard? Is my question. That's you know that Vincent's has become divisive over the years. Why? You know? Well, because Vince, you know, Vince passing away and yes. the family taking over, and then there's been an offshoot. Someone who used to work at Vincent's started their own place not that far away. Which is a very similar to the Vincent's. Not pizza. a pizza yeah. war. Yeah, there's a little pizza war going on there. Quinn Matheny huh. actually brought up Vincent's in Forest Hill. Mm-hmm. The one yeah. in That's Forest right. Hill. Would you call that Forest Hills? Is that oh, Forest yeah, I call Forest Hills. Would yeah. you call it? Okay. Yeah. My Graham used to say you know, Vince was dangerous because he'd throw the pizza up, it would hit the ceiling, paint chips would fall down, and then the ash from <laughs> yes. the cigarette would go in, the, in Listen, there as well. So I, it all added to the flavor. I ate a lot of his cigarette ash over <laughs> oh, the years. Oh, Vince. One of a kind <laughs> character. There's no doubt about yeah, that. Absolutely. All right, ch- chiming in on the best pizza in the Berg on Facebook, The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, shall we take a break? Yeah. Oh, but let me bring up one other thing. Okay, we're not taking a break. I just, I feel like, I feel like this hasn't been discussed and I think it should be. Yeah, okay. I think there's a problem with a little too much meat on pizza. I like, agree with I, that. I think you can really overdo yeah. that. Well, you're pointing the finger at Vince. No, I'm just, well, maybe. Based on, that's what kind of brought it into <laughs> my head. I'm thinking about that. You, you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like if you, if you want to do pepperoni, that's good. If you want to do yeah. sausage, that's good. If you know what, but if you like this, like meat lovers, like you put you bacon on there and like, you know, ground meat and everything like that is. Oh. No, 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 no. That's good. I respectfully I disagree. I love really? it. Yeah. Really? The more like meat, you the better. take sausage and pepperoni and meat and bacon, all that on there. Oh, sure. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then I'm going to act like Aunt Dottie. And I'm going to fall down on the floor. Exactly. Just saying. 
And since we're not in the same room, I can't do CPR on you. No, so. no really. You're on your own, buddy. Self CPR. That's right. Would not have the bacon. Hold the bacon, please. Okay. Weren't we supposed to talk about exercise in this segment? I think so. Okay. Take a break. Come back. We got much more ahead. A habit called faith. 40 days in the Bible to find and follow Jesus. That's next. 101.5 WORD. This week on Truth For Life, we'll wrap up a series titled The Missing Peace by revisiting the subject of happiness, then launch a new study in 1 Corinthians 13 that examines characteristics of Christian love in the local church. That's Monday through Friday on Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Truth For Life with Alistair Bay tomorrow morning at 6 on 101.5 WORD. The IRS doesn't mess around. If they want your money, they'll take it. They can take your paycheck and bank accounts, too, even threaten your home or business. Don't take on the IRS alone. If you owe back taxes, the smartest thing you can do is call Optima Tax Relief. The experts at Optima specialize in a powerful IRS tax assistance program called the Fresh Start Initiative, and their clients that qualify are saving thousands, even tens of thousands. One call starts the process to stop the demand letters, stop aggressive collection actions, and stop the IRS from targeting you. But don't delay. It's important to act now while you still have options. Optima is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Optima has already resolved over a billion dollars of tax debt for their clients. Get your life back. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for your free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800 800- 965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. What if I told you you could save a baby's life for just $28? What's true? Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people just like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother who is abortion-minded the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. And a $15,000 gift will provide an ultrasound machine that will save lives for years to come. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a phone call or click away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or give online, preborn.org slash radio. Our smiles are still behind our masks. We are welcoming patients back, and we're happy to do so. At Stock Family Dentistry, exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. Although some of the details of their appointment may look different, we can't give the normal hugs or handshakes that they might be used to. The same exceptional dentistry, the same compassionate care that they've really become accustomed to is still there. Stock Family Dentistry on Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. the well-meaning people who said, you know what, my Bible reading plan, the year of the Bible, I'm going to go for it, right? And now here we are, February 9th, people are going to go, man, I despise myself. I'm such mm-hmm. a slacker. I got nothing here. I'm a poor Christian. Well, Jen Pollock, Michelle is with us. Uh, she's got some relief for that despair. A Habit Called Faith is her brand new work, 40 Days in the Bible to Find and Follow Jesus. Hey, Jen, welcome back. Thanks for coming along today. 
Thank you so much. It's fun to be back. All right. So habit is a really hard thing, right? I mean, the habits that you don't want, you can inculcate like that, like it's super easy. And the ones that you want, that you want so deeply in your life, no matter how hard you try, you're just like terrible at it. You know, it's funny. I find habit actually kind of a hopeful category, but I think it depends on how you approach it. You know, if you want to make a habit of something like gigantic, you know, you're going to change your life tomorrow. You're going to start your Bible reading plan. Let's just go there. And you're going to read, you know, five chapters a day. Like you're going to last for three days. But if you set out to make your habit kind of modest, reasonable, realistic, um, I think that can be really helpful. Okay, good. And that's why a habit called faith, in many ways, Jen, it's like you're talking about having a full Bible meal every day. This is, for lack of a better phrase, an hors d'oeuvre, is it not? Well, I mean, it's funny because I think sometimes we think of devotionals. I kind of think of a devotional as like an inspirational sort of um, resource. This is a little bit like in between a devotional and a Bible study. I call it a Bible reading experience. So it allows you to kind of enter into I call it the drama of grace. You know, you move from the Old Testament Mm. to the New Testament, and you see how God is making a way for people who cannot keep his words, who cannot keep their promises to him, who are in, you know, a lot of trouble if God doesn't provide a rescue. And the reading is pretty short. You know, I say that basically you're you're not going to be able to do it in five minutes. You're probably going to be able to do it in 20 if you read the key verses and you read the actual reflection for the day. So it's the time of a little, a small show. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> a habit called faith, 40 days in the Bible to find and follow Jesus. We're talking to author Jen Pollock, Michelle. All right, Jen. So um, when it comes to establishing a habit, um, I have shared on the air before that I've gone back and forth between, you know, I, I went through a period of a couple of years where I didn't eat any sugar, but that I wasn't exercising at all. And now so when COVID hit, I started eating some sugar and then I was filled with self-loathing because I'd gone back on what, and it, anyway, you know what I mean? Like you go in and out of the things that you want to do or the thing kind of things that you think are important. Um, how long do you think it takes to establish something? Like, do you have, did, did you work through this in your own mind, in your own practice before you wrote the book? Well, Bible reading has been a habit for me since I was 16. I'm just so thankful. I came to Christ when I was 16 and somebody said, make a habit of daily Bible reading. And there have been seasons that have been, you know, I've fallen off the wagon, so to speak. But um, that person actually told me, read the Bible every day for six months, don't read a day. And I think it was just kind of that idea of like, just consistently a string of days. And a lot of the research sort of shows that, that the consistency is really kind of key, which is back to our idea of making a modest goal that you can keep every day is a lot better than kind of making a gigantic goal that you, you, there's just no way you could actually do that. So it's, not how long necessarily. It's not that it is going to take you a month to establish a habit. It's actually how many times. So if you do something for 30 days, um, something small, that's more likely to be habit forming than something that is super huge and you're maybe only going to attempt, attempt once a week. I see. So 40 days draws you into faithfulness. Talk about, about faith, Jen. When you think about faith and you talk about faith, what does that what does that mean to you? What does that look like? I mean, it's a very personal relationship with God through Jesus, you know, and it's not a magical thing. 
I think a lot of times we sort of think about faith being built on these moments of epiphany. You know, it's Moses on the mountain, and it's, you know, Peter and James and John on the mountain with Jesus. It's these kind of high mountaintop experiences. And if we think that that's what faith is, then I think we're going to be disappointed. But if we could sort Mm -hmm. of think about faith as just this everyday walking with God, walking is such an amazing metaphor for faith. This is what God wants to do. He's actually pursuing people to keep company with him, to know him as their, as his friend. The new book is called A Habit Called Faith, 40 Days in the Bible to Find and Follow Jesus. We're talking to author Jen Pollock-Michelle. Okay, so if people are looking for this type of thing, they need a little bit of structure, they need something to kind of push them in the right direction, what can they expect from your book? Fact is, um, well, the structure is actually a really key piece of it. You know, here are 40 days. The readings are there for you. You don't even have to think about it. There are actual um, reflection questions after the end of every reading so that you can sort of imagine, like, what sh- what should I be taking from this? What should I even be reflecting on personally? What could this mean for me? It's actually structured as an eight-week kind of thing. If, you know, okay. people wanted to just do five days a week, there are also faith stories in the Bible, uh, I'm sorry, in the book, of how people have traveled their own journey to find and follow Jesus. So um, it's sort of a ready-made kind of thing. It's almost like, you know, DoorDash showed up at your door with your dinner, you and somebody, your neighbor ordered it for you. And, you know, it really is just something you don't have to think super hard about. It's a traveling the landscape of the Old Testament through the book of Deuteronomy, the story of Israel, and how that really prepares us to long for, anticipate, expect the coming of Jesus and what that really means. And the cool thing about doing it through Lent is that you finish, because it's Deuteronomy, 20 days in Deuteronomy, 20 days in John, you finish at the empty tomb. So if you do it through um, the season of Lent, you are, you know, celebrating Easter Sunday at the very end of the Gospel of John. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Lent, Jen, because, you know, um, I think a lot of evangelicals or Presbyterians, they look at Lent as maybe like, a, you know, a Catholic thing or something, and it's mm-hmm. been kind of, you know, a kind of a weird thing. So Lent starts next Wednesday. Next Wednesday is Ash Wednesday. Talk about Lent in your own life. And of course, you know, 40 days. I mean, th- that's a great encouragement to travel along with a habit called faith for those 40 days. Yeah, I grew up in an evangelical background as well. We never kept any of the church calendar, like in any sort of meaningful way. Of course, we did Christmas and Easter, but we never did Lent or Advent or Epiphany. I mean, those words really didn't mean anything to me until more later in my adulthood. And so Lent is just a period of time. There's nothing really special about it, except that it's just a season we mark out in the calendar to turn from our sin and turn toward God. So it's a season of repentance. It's a season of just confession. It's a season of mourning for our sin, but it's a season where we're looking to Christ, you know, ultimately as, as Lent leads us to the cross and to the empty tomb, all that kind of acknowledgement of our sin, it's not left, it's not meant to leave us in despair. It's meant to um, lead us toward a Savior. And so that's how I think of Lent. 
you know, it's just another way. I mean, again, you mentioned in your introduction, January has us thinking about resolutions. And of course, we've fallen off the wagon for those. Lent is a beautiful way in the calendar to just sort of, it's it's just one more kind of season we could we could be invited to sort of jumpstart our faith, to sort of recommit in a new way to God. Yeah, and that's good. I mean, I think for a lot of people, it's it's a daily struggle, isn't it, to recommit to our faith. So whatever aid or tools we have, I think it's it's always welcome. A habit called faith, Jen Pollock, Michelle. Uh, Jen, before you leave us, um, let's uh, switch gears here. Uh, today is National Pizza Day. Um, when you order a pizza, are you doing deep dish, thin crust, and give us two toppings? I live in Toronto, so I miss deep dish Chicago pizza, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it would definitely, it's going to be meatless, and it's probably going to have spinach in it, and you don't okay. you don't really need anything else because it's a pie. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Wow. Boy, she was straightforward. I appreciate that, Jen. You didn't waver. You didn't no, say, no. well, let me think about it. You nope. were like, this is how I feel. No, wait, though. When I hear spinach, <laughs> I often think of like a white pizza. Yeah, I know. I I guess it's a little bit of a consolation of I'm eating this massive, you know, pizza. And so if I put spinach in it, then I feel a little bit less bad about it. Right. Right. So the spinach (laughs) makes you feel better about the carb hit. Yeah. Like I'm practically eating a salad is what I tell myself. Mm -hmm. Practically is the key word. Yeah, that's that's in air quotes, but that's good, (laughs) Jen. I'm behind you. Yeah, Jen. Hey, always a pleasure. Thanks an awful lot. We appreciate your scholarship and your wisdom, uh, good and godliness. Uh, A habit called faith, 40 days in the Bible to find and follow Jesus. Uh, Highly recommended. Jen Pollock, Michelle, of course, she's uh, out there on uh, Twitter and Facebook and whatnot. You can find her easily. Hey, Jen, uh, stick around. Mike wants to say something to you, our producer. uh, So can you hold on the phone for a minute, okay? Thanks so much. Very nice. Thank you. Take a quick break. Come back. Uh, Does this make sense? It's our daily delve into calamity. 2021 is already off to a disturbing start for conservatives. We've seen Twitter unilaterally shut down President Trump's account. The conservative platform Parler was booted off the Apple Store by Apple. And big tech is muzzling free speech at a speed that nobody could have predicted. Nobody except biologist and evolutionary theorist Brett Weinstein, who appeared in the film No Safe Spaces, to issue this warning about political correctness running amok. YouTube and Google, Facebook and Twitter dictate whose voices can be heard. And if those entities start trying to engineer the conversation to adhere to the rules laid out with these phony Trojan horse terms, disaster will be the result. You and your family need to see No Safe Spaces now before any more of our freedoms are muzzled. Just go to SalemNow.com to get your copy of No Safe Spaces. That's SalemNow.com. Use promo code Pittsburgh for 20% off. SalemNow.com, promo code Pittsburgh. Still paying outrageous premiums for your health insurance? Or maybe you settled with a ministry plan, some short-term medical or limited benefit plan that lacks the coverage you need? This is Kathy Emmons for my friends at Marley Financial. Every agency offers the same stuff, well, except for Marley. Marley Financial now offers a unique ACA clone that looks, feels, and most importantly, acts just like a Blue Cross plan. In fact, it's even better. You can go to any hospital or facility anywhere in the country. They'll actually waive your deductible for inpatient and surgery. Does your plan do that? 
Plus, they can customize your plan to reduce your costs for the rest of your life. Contact Marley Financial today, 724-884-1496. You don't have to wait till open enrollment, 724-884-1496, or visit MarleyFG.com. Nobody does health insurance like Marley, 724-884-1496. Since the beginning of time, a battle has been raging. The single most important question any human being can ask is the question, what is truth? A battle between God's truth and the deception of the world. Is our culture filled with lies? Focus on the Family Presents The Truth Project. Discover how knowing the truth will transform your life. Focus on the Family's The Truth Project at thetruthproject.org. Don't let pests scare away your business. Get the help you need at BoozeBugStoppers.com. When cold drives pests and rodents inside, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team has your business covered. Get a free quote on your pest control and sanitation plan for the upcoming year with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com, in the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Tonight will be mostly cloudy and cold. Tonight's low 15. Tomorrow, cloudy, cold, with snow at times in the afternoon. Watch for slippery roads. We'll see a high tomorrow of 26. Tomorrow night and Thursday, snow at times. Storm total snowfall 3 to perhaps 6 inches by Thursday evening with slippery travel. The low tomorrow night, 18. Thursday's high, 28. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. this make sense does what make sense in honor of national pizza day john yeah i ask you does it make sense when you have a pizza that has the sauce on top well now you now you've got your crust you've got your maybe olive oil you've got your cheese yeah you got the sauce in the highest vertical space mm-hmm I got no problem with it. Mm. No, I think it makes sense. That's so, that's so progressive of you. Yeah. I I mean, pizza's pizza. You can put whatever whatever you want to do to it. So it I mean, doesn't matter to you what order it's in. How I don't think so. Nothing. No. And if you don't like it, don't go there again. But yeah, mix it up a little bit. Live a little bit, okay? It makes perfect sense. Put the sauce up top, put it on the bottom, put it sideways. I don't care. I'm going to eat sound, it either way. You sound so healthy. What do you got? I love it. I didn't yeah. think I would, yeah. but now I do. Mm-hmm. Where'd you have it? Pizzeria Davide. Hey, very they're nice. Old, they're old world pizza. I can't mm-hmm. say the term old world, uh, but that it's an, it's inverted like that. And I thought, well, that's weird. Hmm. And then I bit into it and I was like, yeah, fine. Because you get that taste explosion right away from the sauce. That's very nice. It's good. And the, and the, and the cheese becomes very mm-hmm. soft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need some pizza. All right. That makes Me sense. Too. Sauce on top? Um, yeah. Too. Okay, does this make sense? February. Does February make sense? <laughs> what, the month? Yeah. What do you mean? It okay, supposed to I be mean, something between January and March. I'm, no, I'm going, I got Christmas, I'm feeling good, there's New Year's, and then there's January, okay, it's a new year, I'm going good. All of a sudden, February. What do I got? 
maybe the Super Bowl to look forward to, maybe Valentine's Day. Look outside right now. It's cold, it's dark, it's snowy. I think I'd just like to jump forward to March and forget about February. Yeah. February does not make sense. No, you bring up a good point. I think I'll have to, I can't believe we're going to agree twice. Thank you. We're going to agree twice, but February does not make sense. And people who talk about Valentine's Day, Mm -mm. like it's like this kind of like epic holiday. Look, I love my husband. We have a great time. We always enjoy a Valentine's Day celebration. And sadly, now we won't be going out for dinner, but it's fine. Like it'll be good. But it's not redeeming this whole dark gray month. No, forget it. We've been talking about cancel culture. I'm canceling February. Are you? That's it. We got 11 months. But we can't have we can't have two marches. We cannot do that. I'd rather have blowy, wintry, you know, March and then the promise of April coming behind it. Yeah. I don't want 60 days of that. (laughs) Take it over February, 28 days any day. February does not make sense. That's all I'm saying. One hundred one point five WORD. In touch with Dr. Charles Stanley. The bottom line of the reason he gave us the scriptures is to unveil himself, to say, "This is who I am. This is what I'm like." And God, knowing that if you and I understand, begin to see what God is like and who He is, we will be drawn to Him. In touch with Dr. Charles Stanley, helping you grow in Christ every day. Tomorrow morning at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. Let's call it the couch cushion dash. This is the moment when you need a tip for the pizza man, a few bucks for your kid's lunch, or you can't say no to the sweet 8-year-old and her thin mints. But you've got no cash and no other options but to tear apart the house, searching for hidden money. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. And it's funny how we can usually find a way to scrounge together a few bucks hidden around our house. Shame on you if it's from your kids' piggy banks. For many Word FM listeners, though, there's enough money sitting inside your home to buy a swimming pool full of thin mints. Home values have gone up across the country the last few years, leaving many of us with a good chunk of equity tucked inside our homes that we could cash out to use for life. If you'd like us to help, we our United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. That's out-of-pocket money you'd have to pay before closing. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. By now, you've heard me talk about MyPillow and how it literally changed my life. Hey, this is John Hall. MyPillow does not go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape and they're made in the USA. And for a limited time, Mike Lindell is offering his premium MyPillows for as low as prices ever. You can get a standard queen premium my pillow for just twenty nine ninety eight. Originally sixty nine ninety eight. That's a forty dollars savings, and kings are only five dollars more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, twenty nine ninety eight for a standard queen, but Mike is extending his sixty day money back guarantee to March first, twenty twenty one. Go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code word. Or you can call 1-800-391-0954. You'll find all the MyPillow products at MyPillow.com. But by calling right now at 1-800-391-0954, promo code WORD, you'll get yours soon. I'm Pastor Tom Hall of First Church Pittsburgh. Like you, I can't wait for this crazy time to be over. But in spite of how things seem, God isn't done with us. Join us at fpcp.org Sundays at 1045. Stream us on Facebook. 
Let's discover together how this story ends. Hint, Jesus wins. sixth child of seven in our uh, large Irish Catholic family. And my mother, God bless her. Uh, and this, you know, there are certain things your, your mom does, you know, when you're growing up that, you know, for us at least would shock us, just shock you. So this happened, I bet you this happened maybe three or four times, but it shocked me to the core. I still think about my mom has been gone a long time. She would get like, you know, she, corralling all seven of us kids, the cooking, the cleaning, the, all the things that she did to, you know, keep us moving forward. But then she would reach a point of despair. And three or four times, she would sit down at the kitchen table and she would cry. And I mean, it shocked all of us kids. We would stop. Whatever, whatever insanity we were doing, we would all stop and we'd all come around my mom as she sat there and wept. And she wasn't trying to manipulate us. She had just reached the end of the line. And then she did this. She would say, I'm done crying and I'm going to get up now and I'm going to go to church. And she'd walk out the back door and we would all be like seven of us alone in the house, not knowing what to do because your mom just cried and now she was going to go to church. I think about that because uh, I read this piece by our next guest, Liz Wan, and she wrote a piece called The Happy Place of Humble Dependence. And when I read that, I thought, that's my mom. Nowhere else to go. So she had to have a good cry, and then she went and to, sat down and talked to God. Now, Liz is a regular contributor to DesiringGod.org. She's got a brand new book out as well, and she joins us right now. Hey, Liz, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Yeah, Liz, happy to have you. Okay, so the, the title of the new book is The End of Me, um, The Finding Resurrection Life in the Daily Sacrifices of Motherhood, which is exactly what John was just talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so, um, you know, John's mom had seven kids and a husband mm -hmm. who had, you know, probably, you know, five or six different jobs. Um, what about your experience? What has it been? Um, and what does your life look like as a mom? Um, well, I, I stay home. I have three children, um, eight, okay. six, and uh, three, and That's I stay home with them. I homeschool them. My husband works from home. He's a filmmaker. He, he goes out and does uh, film shoots, but mostly works from home. Okay. And so is this uh, experience that you're in the middle of, were you able to kind of get enough perspective on it? You thought I should write a book about this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I feel I'm related to what I don't have seven kids, but I relate to what he shared, John shared about his mother, just moments of crying, um, mm -hmm. just feeling down uh, or feeling lonely at times, or just definitely feeling like I've been stretched thin, like more than yeah. a, a human can handle. Um, the despair. So I could relate. Yeah. So whenever you first got married, Liz, you know, and you and your husband were, you know, starting to talk about raising a family. I'm sure you could never t think about what your kids were going to do to you to make you so humble. That mm -hmm. probably wasn't part of the conversation, was it? No, no, <laughs> definitely not. It's definitely more looking back on it, it's more romanticized. You know, you, you do like your baby registry and you're excited and, and rightfully so, you know. Um, but, but sometimes I do feel like it's this romantic idea that you have. Um, of motherhood or, or parenting in general or having a baby or, you know, raising children um, 
can be romanticized in the culture and in the church, and, and that can really, if it doesn't line up with that romantic, idealized view, then it's very, you know, it can be life-altering. Yeah, I can't imagine what it would be like to be a mom because, you know, there, not that it's intentional, although I guess it, sometimes it, it feels like there has to be a, like a pecking order or a competition for motherhood. And especially, you know, in co- the commercial world, right? Everyone's supposed to be like the super mom where you're making, you know, fresh meals all the time. And, you know, you, you're homeschooling. So you've got to give 110% to your homeschool so that everything you've got to do has got to be like perfection. Otherwise, you know, there's an element of self-loathing that you just don't measure up enough. Yeah, exactly. I think every mom feels that, especially now with social media. And yeah, like you said, you know, I think getting online and just comparing ourselves to other moms and and I think moms who homeschool who don't, moms who work, moms who don't, they all feel that way. Um, Like, I wish that I could do more or maybe I'm not doing enough or questioning themselves or if they're making the right choices for their kids or if they're being there for their kids enough or not. Um, and isn't it funny, Liz, where that hits you? Because it hits people in different spots. I this is going to sound so stupid, but it's it's the you know honest truth. When I when my kids were little, I had I always made their lunch. And first of all, that was guilt inducing because there were always people that were like, "You should make your kids lunch. They should make their own lunch." So of course that was you know upsetting <laughs> enough. But yeah, <laughs> but I would I would make lunch, and you know I just wasn't particularly creative with lunch, right? And then I would go to work in the cafeteria once a week and I'd see what other moms packed. And I'd be like, I am the worst parent. Like I invest so little time. Now that is so dumb, really looking back on it, you know, both of my kids are in college now and they did just fine and they can pack their own lunch and we're okay with it. But at the time it's hard to, it's, it, you're so much in your own head and you're so much in that, um, that early childhood, you know, a community with people that it's just comparison for comparison's sake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. For sure. So then what's that like? Okay. Like, I think everybody has a circle of friends, right? So there you are, Liz, you know, in your life right now, your kids are still really young kids. What's your circle like when you talk about, you know, humility and being humbled? Are your friends there? Are they talking to you about this? And do you find some comfort and strength in that community there? You know, hopefully that they're believers as well and you lift each other up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I I have mom friends that we we talk and we relate with each other and and share our struggles and um, just help each other and encourage each other. that definitely makes a difference if you have a community, a local church community, or just a community of friends, other mom friends to just to share and to talk with. It definitely makes mm-hmm. a big difference. And you, you do feel like you're not alone um, with some of your feelings and um, the hardships that you can encounter. Um, yeah, it definitely, that definitely helps. The new book is called The End of Me, Finding Resurrection Life in the Daily Sacrifices of Motherhood. Um, okay, so uh, someone's listening to this and they're like, wow, okay, I could really use that because I'm about to, you know, kick my kids out the back door and let them sled ride until they're sick. Um, <laughs> I need something. Um, what can they expect from your book? Um, well, I, I think they can expect is to not feel alone, like this camaraderie, this, oh, okay, so I'm, I feel these things and it's okay, it's normal. Um, other women, other moms feel this way. 
Um, so I think you'll feel a sense of that kind of camaraderie and um, like relatability. Um, but it it will also encourage you to know that it won't that that's a place where where God brings us and it has a purpose and um, it's the best place for even though it doesn't feel like it at all. It's the best place for us to be because it's when we go there we realize that we are weak and that um, we're in need of help and um, we won't rely on ourselves anymore. Um, instead, we will depend on the Lord and look to Him and, and find hope, hope in Him and, and how He will help us get through, and we can look to Him for strength um, and to know that He, he is there for the weak, um, and mm-hmm. He gives strength to the weak, and He gives grace to the humble, those who humble themselves and say, I can't do this and, and I need help. That's the perfect place for every person, every mom to be, and where God wants us to, to cry out to him for help as, his fa- as our father. That's good. So, I need yeah, help. it will bring, bring hope as well and perspective um, as well to even every day, you know. Good stuff. Liz, thanks for being with us. We appreciate the encouragement and the insight that you brought to our show today. Thank you for having me, yeah. Yeah, our pleasure. Liz Wan. Look for her online, L-I-Z, Liz Wan, W-A-N-N dot com. Take a break. Come back. Um, Want to talk about this? The crazy yeah. person at the Super Bowl? The streaker? What is the streaker? Oh, yeah, we're this talking like about it. 1974. Football is a game, but love isn't. So don't forget to pick up a heart-shaped box of Russell Stover chocolates this Valentine's Day and prove to her that football was just a fleeting fantasy. And she is your number one. Make happy this Valentine's Day with Russell Stover. What if I told you you could save a baby's life? For just $28. Well, it's true. Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people just like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother who is abortion-minded the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. And a $15,000 gift will provide an ultrasound machine that will save lives for years to come. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a phone call or click away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or give online preborn.org slash radio. Hey, it's Laura Story here. On this upcoming summer cruise to Alaska, we will draw closer to God and each other as we share our stories, as we worship together and study God's word. Encounter the truth-filled messages of Alistair Begg. I hope you will join us on this unforgettable Alaska cruise in 2021 by calling 855-565-5519. Or visit deeperfaithcruise.com for all the details. The day you've been dreaming of all your life should be one you never forget. Bistro to Go Catering creates unique and dazzling wedding celebrations customized to your individual taste. Journey with Bistro Chef through exquisite sample menus incorporating only the freshest and most delicious ingredients. Your Bistro Wedding Consultant will seamlessly coordinate your vision with your budget to create your signature day. An enchanting celebration you and your guests will remember forever. Your journey begins at bistroandcompany.com. Word FM and Trinity Jewelers celebrate wedding stories now through February 12th. We want to hear yours. Click the Wedding Stories banner at wordfm.com to share a funny, moving, or inspirational story of your own for a chance at great 
great prizes. You could win dinner on us or one of our grand prizes, including a diamond necklace valued over $1,000, a $350 overnight stay at Buell Mansion, or a $250 photo storage and media conversion package. Sponsored in part by Joe Ford, your financial advisor with Edward Jones, and by Salem Media Group. Enter at wordfm.com slash contest. What is us? Us is a foundation. Us is the future. Us is a bond. But right now, that bond is fraying. And we need a place that could make it whole. From diabetes prevention to safety around water. The Y fills the gaps. And bridges our divide. But they can't do it without us. Donate today. Because where there's a Y, there's an us. Read by members of the Y. The Y for a better us. So, uh, fourth quarter Sunday of the Super Bowl. You know, if you were rooting for uh, KC, you're thinking, okay, Patrick Mahomes, uh, the miracle of miracles, probably not going to come back. Right. You know, at that point, I had some... Hope was dimming at that point. Pretty much so. Uh I was moving on to the dessert portion of my uh, (laughs) gluttonous behavior, I'm sorry to admit. What was your dessert portion? Um, Heath bars and um, jelly bellies. Together? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of gross. No, it's fabulous. Kidding okay. me? No, it's really All good. Right. At that point, did it really matter what I stuck in my little mouth? I don't know if it did no, or not. Really didn't, you know. So, you know, I'm I got I'm reading the paper, I'm snacking, and I've got one eye on the game. All of a sudden, some coconut runs out on the field. Now, here's the deal. The um the the uh the Puritans who are running uh National Football League and running the uh, television networks. I mean, God forbid, because, you know, they're showing us uh, sex nonstop. But then all of a sudden, some crazy streaker runs across the field. Well, we can't see that. We, you know, we got to protect the, the goodness of America. Right. But you don't see that, which is fine. I don't want to see some crazy naked guy running down the field anyway. However, on radio, radio covered, they covered it very well. This is CBS radio with a live call. Down 20, 5.03 to go. Someone has run on the field. Some guy with a bra. And now he's not being chased. He's running down the middle of the 40. Arms in the air and a victory salute. He's pulling down his pants. Put up your pants, my man. Pull up those pants. He's being chased to the 30. He breaks a tackle from a security guard. The 20, down the middle, the 10, the 5. He slides at the 1, and they converge on him at the goal line. Kevin Harlan, if you're not familiar with that voice, I listen to it every Sunday night. It's a great he voice. is my favorite football announcer. But He's, this, he took the cake. I mean, yeah. this is his preeminent performance. I mean, really, you're calling the guy running down the field like it's you know you're you know you're watching James Conner run down the field. You know, in your he mind's is, eye, you can see this very clearly, can't you? He is hilarious. Now he also, if you look back in the archives, um, he. Uh, there is a terrific call of Kevin's on a cat who ended up on an NFL field also. Fabulous and he stuff. did a similar play by play. I mean, he is, he's the King. Yeah. Really. Remember, uh, play. You all not remember. I mean, streaking was a thing for a while there in America. I mean, at the, I don't at, remember the that. at the Oscars, the Academy Awards, a streaker ran across the street and the host at the time or the presenter at the time was the erudite David Niven. Oh, right. right. Bridge on the River Kwai, David okay. Niven, okay. presenting an award. All of a sudden, some guy runs across, and it's it's priceless as well. It's well worth a look on YouTube. Don't you love there. when people can respond in the moment, and they're oh, just brilliant? 
They're fabulous. It's yeah. so wonderful. Well, but it was. It was a thing. Three cheers to Kevin while. Arlen. American culture. And so apparently there's a whole other story. We won't get into that about the crazy streaker, but uh, it kind of made the fourth quarter at least mildly interesting. Mildly interesting. Mm, yeah. We're also celebrating National Pizza Day. And um, we've got all sorts of posts going up on our Facebook page, The Ride Home with John and Kathy. I've asked people to nominate their favorite pizza place so that we can all benefit. I have to say there's several that I have, I'm not familiar with. Um, Susan has recommended Aviva um, Warrendale. Oh, no, wait. I've been to Aviva. That's right at the Warrendale exit of 279. Really? That's a very nice place. They In Isn't the summer, it? they have like an outdoor seating area. That's nice. She also brought up Ironborn. Now, listen. That's that Detroit-style pizza that's cooked in the pan. Oh. Have you had that? No. It's like a cast iron skillet. It is fabulous. Really? Mm-hmm. You would love it. You and Mike would love it because it's thick and meaty. No kidding. But the crust is like super crisp because mm. it's cooked in that metal pan. Mm. Paul says Prospect Pizza and Prospect PA. Uh, Jane says she's uh, a fan of Giorgio's on Western Avenue in the North Side. Do you know where that is? I know Western Avenue. I know Avenue. Western Avenue, but I don't know where Giorgio's is. Oh, I sure. They've been there forever. Oh, yeah. That's right okay. across the street. You know, like you say you're headed towards Allegheny General and you make a left up the Western. They're on the right-hand side up there. They've been there forever. How about that? Okay. Yeah. Um, Rebecca has recommended uh, Batamos, which I think is delicious, which is mm-hmm. right on Federal okay. Street, also in the north side. Uh, Mark says D&G Pizza at Beaver Falls, which is Sicilian, mm-hmm. so that you guys would be happy. Very nice. Um, and there's a lot going on here, people. Okay. Just Some good pizza out there. It. All right. So if you want to go oh, to- Co- uh... Copico's in New okay. Brighton. Mary has recommended that. All right, um, Dan says Yanni's. Uh, in Vandergrift. That's a new age pizza. Is it? (laughs) It's I-A-N-N-I. It's not with a Y. I'm sorry. We're going to go to the Acropolis and get some pizza. Right. Uh, Mario's in North Versailles, Mm -hmm. um, which I think is, that's that's close to you. Do you know where that is? No, I don't. No, but I'd like to go find it. How about Joeyo's, right? How about, oh, Joeyo's, which is in La Trobe, right? Yeah, yeah. And Nico the name and people have said, hey, John, check it out. It's Joeyo's, right? Thin yeah, crust. Everybody said we were saying it wrong, which of course Delicious. we were. Uh, Nico Luciano's in Elwood City. And mm. if you're in 50 miles of Greensburg, oh, that's the uh, Joeyo's. Okay. Elaine, thank you. Yeah, very nice. All right. If you want to weigh in, we'd love to uh, hear what you have to say about pizza for National Pizza Day. Yeah. Do you have the uh, the Yelp app on your phone? I do. Yeah. So like, you know, if you're out and about and you could like type in pizza and, you know, wouldn't it be nice to have like that list on Yelp? Yeah, it really would right? be nice. So you're never with it. You know, we found... Um, a pizza place uh, called Overpass Pizza. Okay. And um, it's like, uh, what the heck is it? Is it, is it in Iowa? We were traveling one day. One it's day. in Iowa, Mike. Okay, we were, so he's going to recommend it. It's in Iowa. No, we were traveling and uh, okay. you know, we're going to visit family. Yeah. And uh, we wanted a pizza place. And so mm-hmm. we, we pulled it up and there it was. It's our go-to place. I mean, we bought the t-shirts. We love the place. So but much. every time you're in Iowa. Yeah, Overpass Pizza. Okay. Fabulous, fabulous pizza. That's yeah. terrific. Would you put that on our Facebook page in case one of our yeah, listeners sure. is traveling through Iowa or maybe lives in Iowa? Love to. We've got photos of us there in the parking lot and whatnot. Yeah, overpass. Okay. You never know what you're going to find. All right. Okay. Speaking of local places, someone has uh, communicated with us about not just pizza, but donuts. Yeah. So this is like, a, we did not plan this. Somehow this became a food segment on the ride home. Oh, no. Right. Um, someone shows up at the station once in a while with donuts from Orem's. Oh my Which God. I have never heard of until they showed up. Man. 
Now, listen, uh, they have made a national list. Uh, the Beaver Falls Bakery is tabbed for the best donuts in the state of Pennsylvania. Wow. And I'm telling you, one or two bites, it's hard to argue with that. Um, Beaver Falls Bakery, the best donuts, they're cinnamon roll donuts. They are about the size of a hubcap. And they are fabulous. I mean, food and wine. Food and Wine says they are absolutely worth a drive and from a lot further than Pittsburgh, says Food and Wine. Uh, a manager at the uh, at Orm said they could not be reached for comment, but Orm's website says the bakery has been in operation for more than 80 years. Wow. Its cinnamon rolls, often twice the size of those produced by other stores, are its best-selling donuts. Wow. So the cinnamon rolls are there. That's the reason why people go. Yep. Mm-hmm. Orem's Donuts. Oh, man, that's a fabulous place in uh, Beaver Falls. Wow. Very nice. Okay. Terrific. In other local news, it looks like uh, the passing of an era. And I got to say, like, Mike's super sad about it. I couldn't care less. Uh, the last two Kmarts have closed right. in the area. And, yep. Mike, tell me about your sadness here. <laughs> I'm just I'm just bummed about it because uh, oh, yeah. it's just – it brings back a lot of childhood memories. You know? I does agree, it, look kind? it does, it does bring back a lot. It of, does. Well, they, go ahead, John. Yeah, well, there was a, before you started working here, Mike, there was a Kmart at Parkway Center. Oh, really? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, right next door. Wow. Yeah. And speaking of pizza, you'd go in there and get a pizza for five bucks and get a little Caesar's pizza at Kmart. That needs to come and back. Let me, t- let me tell you how delicious that was, Mike. <laughs> Listen, in a pinch... You know what? When I, when I first started working there decades ago at Word FM, I would call my wife and say, I'm bringing home a little Caesar's pizza. My mm-hmm. kids thought that was like, you know, the greatest thing in the history of the universe. Really. I mean, you know, they were like three, but Which it didn't is, matter. Right. Yeah. When you turn four, that's when you realize it tastes really bad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Mike, give me, a, give me a favorite. You got a, you got a memory of Kmart? Yeah, I have, I have a memory. Uh, it's, it's, well, I don't recommend this to any little kid listening, but- uh-oh. So when I was probably about six or seven years old, yeah. um, I would love to hang out inside the clothes racks, the circular clothes racks. Oh, yeah. And I'd like camp out in there. Sure. And at, it would- Hidden it, away. Yeah. So I'd like hide in there and my mom would freak out because she'd be looking at me for, looking at me for like 20 minutes. She'd be calling for me and calling it's for horrible. me. horrible. And I would, not, I would not call back or answer back at all. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, that's just- that do you remember the blue? They used to have those blue light specials. Where of course like, you do. Yeah, yeah, the blue light special. Heck yeah! Listen, I used to work at Kmart. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I worked at. The How long did you work Kmart. there, John? What's that? How long did you work there? Uh, maybe five months. Okay. Yeah, I sold appliances at Kmart. Yeah. I was this skinny, goofy kid. I was seventeen years old, trying to sell old ladies washing machines and quadraphonic stereos. I knew nothing about anything <laughs> do not buy an appliance from a high school kid but you know it was fun while it lasted just you know kmart sorry to see them go surprised they were still around but the last two have left pennsylvania hey thanks for being with us today chime in the ride home with john and kathy on facebook we'll see happy you happy national pizza day the ride home with john and kathy a production of salem media group